How long did you dream about owning your own home before you bought one? Did you spend your 20s thinking about what it would be like to someday have a pay- place with your name on the mailbox? You see your kids playing in the backyard, jumping on the trampoline or you know, running around laughing and screaming with each other and playing with kids on the block. Did you even begin to imagine what everything was going to cost? Life is not cheap, and the good life is, uh, is getting more and more expensive every day. Life is getting more and more expensive. There needs to be ways that you can find places to save money, put more back into your bank account. Well, American Financing is here to help you do exactly that, whether it's refi your mortgage at a lower interest rate or consolidation loan to get you out from underneath the things like those high-interest credit card bills or some other type of loan entirely. American Financing is there for you. They're not a bank. They work for you, not the banks. So call them now at 800-906-2440, 800-906-2440, or go to AmericanFinancing.net. Welcome to the Glenn Beck Program. Well, it seems there are three political parties in America today. Republicans, Democrats, and Ron DeSantis. We're going to talk to the man who first said that coming up in just a little while. We're going to also give you all of the latest stats on the race. This is so weird. I've done this for 45 years, and I've never been on day number three except for I think the last election and 2000, that was it. But this time it's several states. We'll tell you where the election stands and the House and the Senate in 60 seconds. You and I have a lot of work to do in this country. It seems like the battle is always uphill, especially when it comes to fighting against the left's constant efforts to destroy America from within. But hope persists and so do we. There are things you can do to patronize businesses that stand for the same principles that you and I stand for. We must all hang together or we will certainly all hang separately, as Franklin said. They share your values. They won't send your hard-earned money to aid in the destruction of America or the destruction of babies. The name of the company is Patriot Mobile. They work for conservative causes. In fact, they're getting an awful lot of heat. The BBC just did an expose on on how this phone company is using money to help conservative causes. Oh my gosh, you mean like Verizon sending a ton of money to abort babies at Planned Parenthood? You mean like that, BBC? 
Patriot Mobile. You're going to get the same great cell service. You're going to save money and you're going to be part of a movement. Join the movement now and make the switch today. Uh, it's patriotmobile.com slash Beck. Get free activation. Patriotmobile.com slash Beck or call 972-PATRIOT. Okay, so Stu, let's just go over some of the um, some of the things that we absolutely know. The the Senate is headed towards a ranked choice off, which most likely will mean uh, in, in Alaska. Oh, the Alaska. Senate, yeah, the ranked choice voting, yes, that'll probably end up Murkowski. I that's what I've believed since the beginning, uh, uh, just time. because of the way <laughs> these things work and her name recognition. There, she's really essentially running as the Democrat in that race, right? Against Chewbacca, who is a uh, 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 <laughs> Man- the Trump endorsed candidate. Mandela Barnes has conceded to Ron Johnson in Wisconsin. And just to be clear on Alaska, they're both Republicans. Lisa right. Murkowski is. So this seat will go to the Republicans, but right. it's just a matter of which what quality you get there. Right. Uh, Mandela Barnes did uh, uh, concede. So that one was one that Republicans needed to get if they wanted to get control of the Senate. We have a 26 year old Democrat in New Hampshire, which is. Uh, just one in the 22nd State House District, another glass ceiling. He's the first trans man to ever be elected in the House of Representatives. Congratulations. Wow. Glass, uh, Walker and Warnock ceiling. are going to a Senate runoff. That was another thing that needed to happen for Republicans to get control. Okay. What you what you hope and pray for here, if you're if you're Republicans, conservatives, wanting divided government, whatever that is, you pray to get to Georgia. That your your only chance really here to uh, to win the senate uh not your only chance but the most likely chance is to get to georgia and have a shot in that runoff and then you take your chances there right that's going to be it's going to be a it's going to be chaos (laughs) yeah it is uh republicans have taken all three open seats on the ohio supreme court which is really really good 10 more house races shift in gop's favor including in california and new york but this is dicey this is from the washington examiner 10 more house seats in reliably blue districts have shifted in the gop's favor just wait a minute yeah i think that's that's an an election this is really old yeah that's an election preview type of story how the hell did that get in my show prep today i'm sorry i didn't read the date on that one so tell me about what's happening with the house because that's i think the we don't know what's going to happen in the House, frankly. And I think it's important for people to understand that that is not a sure thing. As we've been, I know I, I get yelled at when I when I say things that aren't positive. No, I tell but, you, I was thinking about you today and we've been <laughs> I've been joking with you the of whole course, time. Of course, yeah. Um, you know, about people because people really do want to hear what they want to hear. But you were the closest on everything out of everybody I know that I I saw make predictions. You were I mean, we're going to one. I'll be yeah, if yeah, one so far. Pennsylvania. I don't know. That's still going to haunt me for the rest of my yeah. life. Uh, but I'll be somewhere between thirty-one and thirty-four at a thirty-five. Yeah. Um, I just don't. It, these last election, these last few are going to be so close. Right. It's going to be hard to tell. I, I will say though that when you look at where this is going in the House, Republicans are still favored. You know, this is something that you would say if if you were going to pick. Which party do I want to be right now if I want to win this election? You'd still want to be the Republicans, but it is not a sure thing. I mean, you can even look at some of the prediction markets to see that play out. And, you know, you'd like to have a situation where you had you were at 95 percent and you were just waiting to go across the line. Correct. That's not really where we are right now. Um, now, the Senate 
is uh, is going to probably go to the Democrats again. Yes. What, what you can get there from here if you're the Republicans, but you need to you need to win two of the three seats: Georgia, Arizona, Nevada. Uh, Nevada is very, very, very close. I don't think anybody knows what's going to happen there. Arizona, you'd say the Democrats are favored in the Senate race. You probably say the Republicans are favored in the gubernatorial race right now, but it's super, super close. And then, of course, a runoff in Georgia. Jeez. Uh, uh, Republicans, as far as the prediction markets have it, have 83% chance to win the House. So that's, again, you'd much rather be the Republicans than the Democrats. But, you know, we're going to be looking at long-term counting over a long period of time in a bunch of seats in like California. And, you know, if you go back to the 2018 election, we did election night coverage. It was not a good night for Republicans. It was a midterm election when Donald Trump was president. And we all looked at it at the end of the night and said, this was not good, but it wasn't a catastrophe. It wasn't a blue wave per se. It was, you know, a blue night, but not a blue wave. As these later districts in California came through, a lot of the close ones wound up going towards Democrats. And while they already had control of the House before the night was going to be over, it wound up being closer to what you might call a wave. It had a really good year in 2018. If that type of thing happens here, it's the type of thing that could go from slight Republican control to slight Democratic control. And I'm talking about five seats, like a really tight control either way. You don't want to be in that position that's not where you want to be. You want to be much more confident you could take out one of these two, uh, you know, one of these two between the Senate and the House. The The Senate is difficult because probably you look at all three of the races and say the, Demo- the Democrat is the favorite right now. In Nevada, it's really close. You could probably go either way on that analysis. But both Arizona and Georgia... Arizona, you'd say just by looking at the vote that probably the Republican is going to, I think Masters might come up just short there. Not out of the question, but it's it's going to be close. When you go to Georgia, it's up in the air. Republicans have historically been favored in, in, in runoffs like this. They've done very well in Georgia. If you remember going into the 2020, <laughs> this was the analysis going into the 2020 mm-hmm. runoffs. Wait a minute. Republicans never lose these. Well, they did lose two of them in 2020. In 2022, the the issue here is a lot of people theorize that Brian Kemp, who is a, a pretty popular governor, won easily over Stacey Abrams, helped Herschel Walker keep that as close as it was. And with Kemp not on the ticket next time, you will see Warnock be able to win that race. Now, I don't think that's a sure thing by any means, I but I either. do think it last, is. Last time that they won, Warnock won, you had Trump uh it's crazy you know, time it was crazy uh, post-election you, i mean you had uh some allies of trump saying republicans don't vote uh they, they, that was all screwed up last time all screwed up uh i can't imagine republicans not getting out if it was up to our state to hold the to hold the senate or to get the senate do you think there'd be republicans sitting on the sidelines no but that was the case in 20 20- 20. Yeah, but they did sit out on the sidelines. Some did. Many did. Yeah. Uh, now, now, remember that that election took place on January 5th, 2020. I know. This one is the day before January 6th. So, I mean, it was a very intense time and a weird time. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, you remember you had people running around Georgia saying don't vote because it won't count. Yes. People who were supposedly aligned with Donald Trump. Right. Going out there saying, oh, guys, you know, these voting machines are all hacked. Don't bother going out and voting. 
So that was who knows how much of a difference that made. The other thing, though, you saw in that election was a really normally in in runoff elections. What you see in, in places like Georgia, you also see this in Louisiana, is people who are really politically engaged go out and vote that those groups are usually older people. They're uh, more uh, typically college educated white people, um, kind of a, a, a constituency of the classic Republican Party. So they did really well in these runoffs. Mm-hmm. That was not the case. In fact, some areas showed higher uh, minority turnout in the 2020 runoff than even in the regular election, like percentage wise, not as high as a raw number, but percentage wise. So the question is, is that the new, is that the now the state of play where everyone really looks at these things and goes out and votes? I will say in a in an election where it, the entire Senate is on the line, it's going to be impossible to avoid knowing about this. This is not going to be a typical runoff election where you're not really paying attention. Everyone's going to be harassed for weeks and weeks and weeks about getting out to vote. Everyone's going to know about it in Georgia. I would expect a very high turnout election for that runoff if it counts. Now, if Republicans, let's say, win Arizona and Nevada, that might be the best case scenario because then you go into uh, into that runoff with uh, already the Senate being decided for the Republicans. And at that point, you may see people being you know a little more flippant about getting maybe, out to the polls. Maybe. You may. Maybe. I mean, so he would, I think that would improve. You've got Romney's in there and Murkowski's. Right. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, control is control. It might not right. be as yes. exciting to regular voters who aren't right. thinking that way. But again, the Senate is, you know, the, the odds of this, if you believe the prediction markets, the odds of this, if you take out, you know, a typical six sided die, right. And you, you flip it up for one roll. If you could get, you have to roll a one or a two. Okay. You could do that, right? Mm-hmm. It's not the, the odds aren't in your favor, but you could roll one or two. Then what you need to do is pick up that die again, and then roll it again and again. Get a one or a two. You have to do it two, two times in a row. Difficult, but you could do it, right? Then the th- you got to pick it up again, and the third time you got to roll a one. If you can complete those three things in a row, those are the things that you need to do to get to this to win these three seats. It's not impossible. It's just Hard to do all three things. Uh, and you know, to be fair, you only need to do two of the three, but it was, it's just not easy. It's just not an easy task. It can happen. It's not easy. The opposite is true in the House, where Republicans well, are favored, should win, unless somehow they uh, don't. Unless somehow they don't. Unless I, I, I want to talk to you about that here in just a second. Uh, let me talk to you about relief factor. Um, your first dance at your daughter's wedding. The one that you you couldn't make it through without feeling like your body was coming apart. Those laps in the pool that maybe you can swim again. Laps. It's the lawnmower you can push around the yard again. Not that you want to, but it's good to know you can because you're out of pain. It's all of the things that you love to do but haven't been able to do for a while. It's relief factor. I can tell you that it has changed my life and it can change yours as well. Relief factor. It's It's a... A product put together, it's not a drug, developed by doctors to make sure that you don't space out. 
It has four key ingredients that fight inflammation, which is the source of most of our pain that we deal with. And it is powerful. The three-week quick start, just try it for $19.95. It's a trial pack. Hundreds of thousands of people have ordered Relief Factor, and about 70% of them go on to order more. ReliefFactor.com or call 800, the number four, Relief. Get the 1995 three-week quick start. It's ReliefFactor.com or call 800, the number four, Relief. Relief Factor. Feel the difference. 10 seconds. Station ID. You know, you're talking about rolling a one or a two, and then the next time rolling a one or a two, and then a one. It makes me feel better that it can happen in seeing it has happened, it seems, with the Democrats. Um, Democrats won, this is back in 2018, Democrats won 76% of black men's vote. It was a margin cut to 65% just on Tuesday. That's an 11% boost for the GOP. Republicans also picked up an additional 7% from black women. Democrats in 2018 enjoyed a 29% edge among Latino uh, men. That was slashed to only 8%, and Latino women's support rose 14%. Republicans also cut their margin of support from voters 18 to 29 in 2018. Democrats were plus 35 for that voting block, but now it is plus 28. Support from 30 to 44-year-olds also went from plus 19 Democrat to plus 4. The GOP made other inroads. 19% margin for women for the Democrats in 2018. It was 8% this year. When Democrats took control of the House in 2018, a little more than half the voters were women, and the party had a huge advantage. Even though women represented a similar majority of voters in 2022, Democrat, the lead, appears to be cut noticeably. Republicans grew their support among men. Republicans were plus four over Democrats in 18. This time they were plus 14. This is a little staggering. Plus, you look at the Jewish vote. According to the data, 33% of Jewish voters polled uh, voted Republican in the 2022. Um, That is um, now 30% in 2020 and 24 in 2016 so you have 33 percent uh i could go on hispanic voters hispanic voters in in uh, florida 15 point advantage in florida now look at all the people that have moved towards the republicans if any of those are true their lead should have fallen apart but then you also have, and I'm just saying this, this is, this part of it is absolutely nuts. And I don't think this is, this isn't anything except people being nuts. Crime numbers, crime numbers in New York up 29% since last year, 32% since 2020. Robbery is up 31%. Felony assault, 14%. Transit crime in a system under the governor's control up 40 percent the subway system has had nine murders stabbings beatings 
it is happening, it seems, all the time. The legalization of marijuana and the virtual discrim- uh, uh, decriminalization of open use has unleashed chaos on the streets. You also, <laughs> in, in Pennsylvania, you have crime, inflation. Consider, consider this. Transgender women competing with other females on school sports teams. A recent survey found 45% of respondents supported this. It's in the minority. However, 45% support that kids, your daughter, should be able to compete against somebody who is a guy. That should raise all kinds of red flags. Means one out of every two people think biological men competing with women is okay. You have record-breaking homicide, carjacking. It's devastated the state, and yet they voted for it. I mean, look, this is a good environment for Republicans, which is why we all thought that they would do better than they did. Um, you know, when you look at some of the, some of the stuff with the exit poll, first of all, exit polls, we all know what exit polls can be unreliable. We we can we make fun of them when they get these things wrong all the time. So, you know, these are but small subgroups of 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 exit polls. The other thing, too, part of what you just said uh, explains some of these things. Like you said, in Florida, there was an incredible increase. Well, they did really well in Florida, mm-hmm. right? And so part of the reason why some of these numbers moved is because they did do really well in some of these regions. You know, New York, you mentioned the crime statistics. Republicans did incredibly well in New York. Now, they start the gubernatorial race probably at what, minus 30? Mm-hmm. Like in a normal race, what does what mm-hmm. Kathy Hochul win? 30? She's probably going to win by five? So like people really did react in a lot of these areas. It didn't happen everywhere. And I, and I think, you know... It takes a while to form a really uh, well thought out uh, data based understanding yes. of an election like this. And I, I, you, you, if you rush to it, a lot of times you miss. But one of the things that's sort of that's popping up as I look at all of these things and, 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 and go through all of the different states is it seems like the, the Democratic approach of all of their nonsense worked in certain areas worked in certain places like Pennsylvania, for example, mm-hmm. where it was abortion was the number one thing cited by voters as the reason they were voting, right? As dumb as that is, <laughs> and, and I this, think... To I, me, I, that just says that, you should move from Pennsylvania. <laughs> no, seriously, if they're voting for, you know, abortion, what was the state that just said, you know, the baby can be born, you can let it die if they, if they tried to abort the baby? I mean, this is, this is craziness. You mm. just those people are not going to change their mind when they're not when they're not affected by crime statistics, by what's happening to their children in schools and they're voting for death of babies after birth. You're in the wrong place. You're in the wrong place. Southern Idaho is very nice and so is the Texas Back program. Three three four www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. I love that number. It's my favorite. With equity on the rise, uh, mortgage rates starting to level out a bit, now might be uh, a good time, or at least not a bad time, to consider a new home purchase. Every day, you're seeing more and more houses hitting the market and being able to lock in a low rate before you even start shopping. It'll give you a leg up so you don't miss out on the best deals available. 
But this isn't the sort of situation where you can just wing it. You need professionals on your side helping you navigate these tricky waters. That's where American financing comes in. They're America's home for home loans. And they've been helping people just like you save money for over 20 years. Their salary-based mortgage consultants are going to help guide you through every step of the process from free mortgage review to whichever outcome it works best for you. So call American Financing. Call 800-906-2440. American Financing. They're waiting for your call now at 800-906-2440. Or go to AmericanFinancing.net. That's AmericanFinancing.net. Go to BlazeTV.com slash Glenn. If you use the promo code STANDUP, you'll get 30 bucks off your subscription to Blaze TV. Welcome to the Glenn Beck program. Welcome to it. I want to go back into uh, two things because it is close in the house. It is within four or five seats. We have 222 house seats right now. 218 were needed. But how many races are still undeclared? In the house? In the house. Oh, God. Well, yeah, it's... it's the latest projection I saw was, I should give it this to you exactly. Because I, I will say, I'm worried about um, the house. I, I'm worried about it because the projections you mentioned, what was it? MSNBC had a 220 for Republicans? 222. No, 222. Mm-hmm. So 222, you're talking about five seats. And they have control. If they switch switch mm-hmm. from what they project as Republican they haven't called 222 they're just projecting that 222 to two uh to 217 which would give democrats the majority that's how close it is so could they be wrong on five seats you know i mean sure 100 <laughs> percent. it's it's a these are things votes are coming in still because of these terrible laws in these states where you can receive mail-in vote as long as it's postmarked by election day now of course they say well we're gonna keep these windows open because what if there's a uh a, you know what if they're glenn Glenn, what about an armless soldier? An armless soldier fighting I know, I'm so for sorry, that's too bad. In the in the deserts yeah, no, of of Madagascar. Somebody could have held the stamp up so he could have licked it. That's fine. <laughs> exactly. And then that armless soldier searched around the deserts of Madagascar if they if they have deserts and and <laughs> say, hey, please lick this stamp so I can put this in and they did it for months. And finally, on election day, they finally got someone to help them. Yeah. And they got it into the, and it was mm. postbox, postmarked in Madagascar at the post office, the one they have. And it was mailed and it's going to show up in like six months. And we got to hold these polls open until it comes. No. Like, that's what they say. Now, look, I, do you pay bills, Glenn? Do you have any bills? My I guess do. is your lifestyle got to be kind of expensive. <laughs> My lifestyle, kind of expensive. Right. A lot of people's lifestyle at this point with Biden inflation, kind of expensive. I think about my bills often. And you know what I do when I want to pay them? I send them in early. I don't send them in the day they're due, assuming they're going to go through and I'm not going to get a late fee. Well, with I, Biden in office, you might send them in the day they're due. Okay. It's harder to send them in early. I understand. But this one is just the cost of a stamp. If you actually care about voting, you can get that ballot there on time. You can drop it off anytime early. There's the polls are now open for 16 months before every election. There's plenty of opportunity to get your freaking ballot there by the day that it's due. And it's inexplicable that we put up with this nonsense. It's so ridiculous. And this is this part of it is all the left. 
It's 100% the left doing it. They want to keep these things open. They give you the sob story of the one-armed, uh, you know, a veteran out there trying to get his vote into Madagascar. Who is also trans black and yeah, yes, of a peg-legged uh, sex worker. Right. And right. Not that there's anything wrong right. with that. Right. Uh, so-, so no arms, a peg leg, <laughs> formerly a man, now a woman and a sex worker. So there you go. While being a soldier. They're very, very efficient. They're very good. Yeah. So... That's how close this is. And like, while Republicans are favored in these races, they're not a sure thing. And I will say, like, I, I can't even imagine what the country looks like if the Republicans wind up losing the House. First of well, all, for I will the country in, in, in of itself. And secondly, you know, look, there's going to be a lot of people who do not have confidence in, in the, the results. And I don't think any amount of information, right or wrong, is going to persuade either side either way. I will tell you this. Um, I just would like to say to the mainstream press and everybody else that if it didn't come out our way, we were supposed to be in the streets today rioting. Uh, does anybody remember that? It, well, it really hasn't come out the way we thought it would. And gee, I don't. I don't hear the mostly peaceful, mostly violent riots. There are no riots in the streets. Mm. Uh, that's interesting. That's very interesting. Wonder if it would have happened the same way had the big tidal wave of red actually happened. Mm. Wonder, wonder, wonder what would have happened on our streets. That would have been fascinating to yeah. watch. Um, tell me about the... Um, From a distance. The Arizona, <laughs> they are still counting. How we're supposed to maybe find out tomorrow? We will see on that one. I'm not confident we will, we will have that answer by tomorrow. Uh, I'd like to talk to somebody in Arizona that knows anything about this and should, what's left counting. We should see if we can get John, uh, John Gabriel on. Okay. Uh, he, he's a he, he's out. He's a conservative out in uh, in Arizona. I've been watching this stuff really closely. We should see if we can we can ask if we can get him on. Um, but he he uh, he's we talked about this before, and I know he's been following it closely. He's still pretty optimistic. He's more optimistic on Masters than I am. I, I, I'm a little, I'm skeptical that Masters is going to get across the line. I want it to happen really badly. How I'm, I'm far skeptical. away is he? He's a couple of points away, isn't he? I think the, right now the count is he's minus five, I want to say. Minus five. If he can pull that out at minus five. But that is just, this is how the, the, their count works. And it's the same way it worked in 2020. It feels much better to be on this side of it in some, uh, like in some regard. <laughs> yeah, I know. Because you're, you're, you start way behind and then you catch up. As opposed to Pennsylvania, where you start ahead and you start you start to lose that that part that's much more unfortunate um, here. So yeah, it's uh, about five points right now. Masters is trailing by ninety five thousand votes right now. Seventy percent of the vote is in. He will close that. That will not remain at five. It will get closer. I think uh, you never know. Well, it should. Think, but it should. It should. Now I, I because they count them in reverse. Mm-hmm. They count the day of last. Mm-hmm. Now, again, all this stuff should be the, the early vote should be ready to go. The second the polls close, that's what should happen. Yes. It's what happens in Florida. It's why, you know, who won in Florida a couple hours after the polls are closed because got, it's, it's actually efficiently processed. Nate, may I ask you a question? Yes. What, what, why? Why don't they count the votes at the same time? I mean, Florida seems to be able to count the vote so they, at the same time. Florida pro- processes the vote. They don't release a count, but they process the vote early when they come in before the election they make sure so when they're when the polls close they can look at numbers and say this is how many votes came in early so that happens almost i mean not instantaneously but very quickly 
these are st- laws set by states. Mm-hmm. Now that's good. It sounds like it sounds like why don't we have a federal law? Everyone counts it the same way. We all get yeah. You don't want that. You don't want one point of failure. If you care about election integrity, uh, you certainly don't want one point of failure. And you don't, and you don't want, want it controlled by the federal, federal government. government. That would be very bad. Very so having bad. different systems is not as bad as it feels. However, they should be sensible systems. And counting the vote is something where you can have a lot of uh, you, you, you can have a uniform way of doing that that shouldn't be passed by the federal government but people should take best practices there's not enough federalism going on here where people try different things we see what works and what doesn't and then people change we all saw i mean look no matter what you think about the 2020 election a lot it didn't people are not happy with the way it was done right and if you care about people anyone happy with that right even if you're on the left, right? You might like the result if you're on the left, but you can't be happy with the way that that went down and the way that people have had their confidence shaken in this process. If you actually care, like you say you do, about democracy, then you would care about Mm -hmm. everybody, even the people you don't like and you think are evil hicks. You should care if they believe in the system. And so... Making this more reliable and understandable for people would be very helpful. The fact that every year I, who do this all the time, have to go back and reread all of the processes in all of these states to understand what the hell is going to happen this year is a problem. It shouldn't be that hard, but it is. It never has been this hard. And 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 here's yeah. the here's the problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've had problems with, you know, with voting and, and poll taxes and everything else. Oh, yeah. And that. I'm glad all of that is cleaned up. Uh, however, America in my lifetime has never seen this, never seen this. And it's almost as if some of these states are making it more and more painful. So we will cry out for a federal government to come down and fix this system. Don't do it. Don't do it. Yeah, that's stay away from that. I've heard so many people come and say, uh, Glenn, we should. I mean, we got to stop this. This has got the federal government. No, they shouldn't. That's what the Democrats are trying to push through right now. That's the first bill. That was HB1. Oh, yeah. They, they want, it. want that badly. They want it. And if you're worried about the fortification of your elections, uh, you <laughs> do not want the federal government as a single no. point of failure no. for not only what might happen with crazy things here in, the, in America, but what does the Chinese government do with one single point of failure? One of the things we saw when, when, when they were investigating the Russians Russia. and they're in, because they did try to, of course, screw with the elections in different ways. And it didn't, it did not affect the results of the 2016 election. I think but, this one was, I think this one may have been, it's been 2012. All, it's been all over the time. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Russia, yeah. of course, they're, they're an adversary. Of course yeah. they try to do this, but what they found in the research and, and, and stuff that's come out over time is that re- they couldn't even figure out how to do it because there's so many different systems handled by so many different people in so many different areas locally they're used much they are used to central command right and when they started going into our elections they couldn't do it because there is no central command right and that's That's good really really good Mm -hmm. but our states need to come up with common sense things surely we can accounting uh, we can find a way to make this safe True and quick. Back in just a second. You know what sounds really good right now? 
a nap. Doesn't it? I mean, really, let's be honest, really. I mean, couldn't you nap for a while? Yes. Teenagers are napping all the time, and they don't deserve it. They yeah. don't. My, what are they doing? My son came home yesterday. I am so tired. I uh, had so much to do. I looked at him yesterday and said, really? You're so tired? <laughs> What'd you do? Well, during lunch, we're, oh, during lunch? Yeah. That's why I, uh, I make my kids sleep on sandpaper while my wife and I uh, sleep on the Giza Dream Sheets. Because they can do it. When you get older, I don't know what it is. God takes away that ability just to sleep all day long. The lowest price ever on Giza Dream Sheets. It means they're as low as $29.99 with the promo code BECK. Just like everything else MyPillow makes, these sheets come with a 60-day money-back guarantee. Orders placed between now and December 25th will have their money-back guarantee extended until March 1st, 2023. Why sleep on anything else but the best? Go to MyPillow.com, click on the Radio Listener Special Square, check out this amazing flash sale on the Giza Dream Sheets, along with other limited-time offers. Enter the promo code BECK. Call 800-966-3117. 800-966-3117. Get these great radio specials now. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Welcome to the uh, Glenn Beck program. We go to David in Arizona. Hello, David. How's the mood in Arizona? It's very optimistic. Okay, there good. are somewhere between 650 and as high as 900,000 uncounted ballots. They all have been reviewed. These are all the day of and people who have received a ballot and dropped off day of. In Maricopa County alone, there's roughly 290,000 mail-in ballot drop-offs, and those are running between 63 to 75% to Lake and Masters. Lake's going to crush it once they start releasing these numbers. Now, the county election board is managing the release of it to lessen, to try to manage the narrative. Just wait today and tomorrow. There's hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of thousands of ballots that will be released, and they will be heavily, heavily masters and, and lake. Okay, so wait a minute. Why, why do you say, who's trying to control the narrative here? It's the Maricopa County Board of Elections. They're incompetent. They did this in 2020, and... For example, last night they said they were going to release 100, 100 to 150,000 ballots. They selectively released 30,000 that were pro Katie Hobbs. So there's a huge wave coming. So, so are you, are you suggesting that they are trying to manipulate how it comes out to? Yes, the narrative. What, what, what's the benefit yeah. of the narrative if Lake winds up winning well, anyway? Uh, well, they, they know Carrie Lake's going to win. They know Blake Masters is going to win. So they're just trying to delay it. Hmm. It's interesting. But we've been speaking about today how horrible the red wave was. Lake is incredibly popular here. She did wonderful on the youth vote. She is going to crush them. I, I so, do think she's the favorite. I mean, I, I do you too. may know more about the sort of granular level there than I do. But, I mean, looking at what the analysis I've read, 
leads me to believe that Lake is going to squeak it out and Masters is going to come up just short. I could be wrong on that, and I hope I am. I hope oh, Masters, they boy, both I win. hope you are. Um, but I think, you know, again, the fact that Masters still has a chance, I'm, I'm, I'm optimistic about just because yeah. uh, when you're looking at the control of the Senate, that makes it a heck of a lot easier. We're trying to get Kerry Lake on today, uh, and as well as Blake Masters. We should reach out to Blake um, and, and get their look at things. Um, but we'll let you know as we, uh, as we go on. Thank you so much for your phone call. There is a, a New York Times uh, editorial out today about DeSantis's God complex. Ah. Uh-huh. Yeah. After decades of closely observing and writing about American politics, I'm accustomed to the runway religiosity of many political campaigns and the whiff of theocracy in our democracy. But an ad that Governor Ron DeSantis of Florida released in the final days of his successful reelection nonetheless took my breath away. Tweeted by his wife, blah, blah, blah. In little more than 90 seconds, the unseen narrator mentions God 10 times. Ah! Beginning with the assertion that on the eighth day, God gazed at the newly created world and decided it needed a protector. So God made a fighter, the narrator said. Um, this is the ad's refrain intoned again and again and accompanied each time by shining commanding image of, of Ron DeSantis. The words seem to be a tweak of the ones in the well-known speech, so God made a farmer done by the radio personality Paul Harvey, delivered in 1978. But I don't care about the president for the ad. Oh, okay. Uh, well, we don't care what you think about the yeah. ad. How about that? <laughs> I know. Yeah. The only thing that was worth talking about in this is how they are pitting him and Donald Trump picking at that. Uh, they point out Trump suggested to a group of reporters that he had dirt on DeSantis and were pre- prepared to spill it if he did run. Trump said, I know things about him that aren't very flattering. I know more about him other than perhaps his wife. Please, please don't go there. Please don't go there. The Glenn Beck Program.